What is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode four of the Idols to Rivals podcast. Whether you're listening to it on Spotify, we're now on Apple Music and Apple Podcasts, so I'm excited about that. We're on a couple other platforms that I don't really use, but Spotify and Apple are the big ones that I'm happy to be on. We're at episode four. We're now a month into this, so we're kind of getting a roll to it. I'm kind of getting um, a sense of how these are going to go, and I'm really excited about it. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and just growing it and just kind of keeping consistent with it and learning from it and learning how I can make it better and other things like that. I'm excited about it. It's a lot of fun. I didn't know if I would enjoy it as much as I did. And uh, I'm glad I'm continuing to do it. So we're here in episode four. And uh, let's just get it rolling. So first, I want to start off. It was today was my first day of like work for it's just a minimum wage job, not really doing anything at a front desk, just to kind of get a have an income while I'm looking for a real job, a bigger job in Los Angeles. And uh, so far, I've been getting some responses from these consulting firms. I don't really know if they're real or not. I've tried to do my research and looked on LinkedIn. And that's what I'd recommend. Like I said, in the last episode, look on LinkedIn and just poke around because a lot of these a lot of these sales associates and stuff from what I've realized so far, and obviously, I've only been doing it for about a month now, but I've noticed a lot of these these companies, if they don't have a website, if they don't have a lot of reviews or anything like that, then they are just BS telemarketing insurance sales. And uh, it can get pretty sketchy. So I'd recommend just looking on LinkedIn. There's a couple of them that I, that I can't tell. So I'm setting up interviews to kind of figure it out and feel out. And just if, if all else fails, get, get practice on interviewing just so I can get better at when those jobs do come up. I can have a sense of, um, of how to interview because interviewing is really a skill. It's not really about it's, it just takes reps. It's like anything in life. It takes a lot of reps to get used to all the curveball questions. Once you go through them a couple of times, you know what to expect. So you don't have to prep quite as hard every time because you know how you're going to say, you know, the basic gist, strengths, weaknesses, past history and stuff like that. That's normally how, how they ask these questions. And so that is what I'd recommend is just, is just put in the time. And that's what I've heard from a lot of other people that have, that have jobs and that are a little more experienced is just put in the time. Even if the job isn't something you're looking for, a, if you go and you figure out that you want to work there, then you just found a job. B, if you don't, then you can just kind of get practice in for when those real serious offers come up that you can get some work in. So today just kind of did some, did some, um, you know, mandatory stuff to get some paperwork, get some courses done. So I'm glad that's over now. We can kind of get into it. And like I said, it's really just a morning shift job just so I can get some money while I'm also looking for another job and creating vlogs and these podcasts and whatnot. So I'm excited about it. I heard from a couple um, PR firms today. One is in Los Angeles. The other one is in Alabama. So I messaged both of them back just to see if I could set up interviews and um, still trying to figure out how the whole interview thing is going to work on California jobs. Every time I mention it, I got a, a interview offer in Miami and uh, they couldn't do a phone or video interview. So they that one kind of fell through. So I'm still trying to figure out the logistics on that. As long as I get a shot and as long as I get an interview, I think I could prove that uh, I'm up to doing it. So I'm really I'm looking forward to that. It's it's kind of stressful applying to 5000 jobs and you have to answer your phone at every call, even when half the time it's just telemarketers, because I'm sure my phone number is now all over the Internet because of applying to jobs. But it's a give and take. And that's what happens. It's just what you got to do, because I'm trying to get a job as quickly as possible in Los Angeles or get a job here, save money, and then I can move out there because obviously, like I've said a million times, the goal is to end up in Los Angeles. So another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the XFL. The XFL has been starting up. I'm a big, big football guy. The NFL has been kind of letting me down lately. It's kind of 
it's kind of full of shit. The refs are horrible. The rules are horrible. I think it's out of touch with everything. You can't hit people anymore. And I've actually started to get into hockey in the in NHL. And uh, I'm glad the XFL, it's it's obviously just starting out. It's very, very new. There's a lot of things, a lot of rust to knock off. But I think it's hilarious how after a quarterback throws an interception or something horrible happens, they interview the player that screwed up. And it's like all they want to do is just punch the camera and get it out of their face. So I love that. I love how they're letting people hit. And I really just think sports has been taking a turn recently, whether it be with the MLB and, of course, the Houston Astros cheating, which is wild. I was, wasn't was the biggest Astros fan because I'm not really a baseball fan, but I, I was proud after um, Houston flooded, flooded a few months after I moved away from Houston, so we we didn't really get affected by it. But after it flooded, they win a, they win a World Series, and then we come to find out that they cheated the whole time. So it's kind of that's kind of disappointing, and I think sports has just taken a wild turn. I know the ratings for the NFL have dropped like seven to ten percent every year annually for, I don't know, three to five years now. So their growth has been obviously reverse; has been they've been declining. So I think brands like the XFL and other things are coming in. And all I can really watch now is XFL, college football, which obviously we have six more months before we get that back, and the NHL, because they just there's just too much too much leadership role playing down on the players and how the game is played. And I think with all that, whenever you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it can affect how the game is played. And it's just really irritating. I like how the in the NHL you can just throw your gloves down and fight. They've had that forever. As soon as they take that away, then I'm no longer an NHL fan. And uh, it's just I think they ruined the NFL. I really do. I can't even watch it anymore. I grew up a diehard fan. I have a collection of Colts hats because I was born in Indianapolis. So I was a huge Colts fan growing up. And um, a collection of hats. I have thousands of football cards. And now I can't even watch games. The season's over. I'm glad Patrick Mahomes won, like I talked about in one of the episodes. But it's just there's too much dictation over the players in the game. I get the player safety, but with concussions and concussion protocol, do your due diligence, but you have to let them play the game. And there's only so much you can do with concussions because it's the, a concussion is your brain bouncing off the inside of your skull. So I don't get how they think an external helmet is going to stop that completely from from that happening. I get get hitting and hitting safer and things like that. But as soon as you tell two players to hit as low as possible and watch their heads, they're both going to duck. And that's how we've ended up seeing more injuries over the years from what I've seen. So I just don't get that. So like I was saying, I'm excited about the XFL. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of stars that are going to get, going to get traded up to the XFL or to the NFL after their, um, their performance, like this uh, PJ Walker guy for the Houston Roughnecks. He was on the Colts at one point, and then they let him go, and uh, he's been doing great these first two weeks, and I believe it's a 10-week season. But, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to have some sport to watch. I'm not a big basketball fan. I don't understand why the All-Star game would be in the middle of the season, and if someone could explain that to me, please let me know. But um, it seems weird that the All-Star game would be in the middle of a season – because wouldn't you want to see if the those All-Stars finished out the season on the top or if they, they kind of fizzled out toward the second half of the season. But I don't know. Never been a huge NBA fan. So if someone knows more than me, let me know why it's in the middle of the season. I don't know if it's always been like that. I think it has. And, um, yeah, so that was more of the sports talk. I'm a really big sports guy, and I'm kind of trying to get more into that as we go on. And uh, just kind of segueing from that, I got these new – this is completely random, but I got these new sweatpants from Lululemon. And honestly, this is something I think is hilarious, and I don't know if anyone's going to agree with me, but Lululemon is like if you're not in peak physical condition, which I am not. I'm working towards it, trying to get there, trying to get my goals and whatnot. But if you're not in peak physical condition and doing your best, you look horrible, or at least I do. I look horrible 
in their stuff they put out. Like their sweatpants, if I miss a day working out, I look terrible. And I don't know if that's part of their marketing scheme. Like, hey, if you're fat and a loser, you're going to look terrible in these $150 sweats. But it's working because I I, I don't want to miss a workout and put them on and uh, because I just feel like I look terrible. I think it's because they're built for for that, for working out. So they've got that ideal body shape, which I think is great. Honestly, I love feeling like a fat shit if, if I didn't work out and I, I shouldn't have to wear stuff that fits good. Like I should feel like ho- horrible about it. And so I, I totally respect it. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it at all, but I just think it's funny because their stuff like on the mannequins or like on a model looks perfectly shaped, perfectly sized. And I'm sure that's exactly how it's supposed to be. But whenever average Joe puts it on, it looks absolutely terrible. So I think that's kind of, I think that's low key their marketing scheme, to be honest with you. So I just thought that was funny. If any of you guys have Lululemon stuff, I only have a couple, I think I have like two pairs of shorts and one pair of sweatpants. I don't have that much stuff because it is super expensive. It's really nice quality, but it's just wildly expensive. So if you feel the same way, just let me know. I I think it looks, like I said, I think it looks good on people whenever you're working out and doing stuff, but if you're not, it really doesn't fit to your shape. So it gives a little extra motivation and a little extra encouragement. And uh, so another thing I wanted to kind of bring up was I started investing this week and it wasn't anything crazy. I just put $10 in and I'm going to continue. I'm going to try to do $150 every paycheck from this job that I that I was talking about and just started and uh, kind of do that every month, which would be awesome and accumulate that and just kind of get in the market because I've done a lot of research. I went to school for finance. And so obviously... I know a little bit of it. I don't know a lot. I got to stop saying, obviously, I'm sorry. But I uh, I know a little bit of it. I want to get more into it. I just put 10 bucks in a GoPro. And um, so I use the Robinhood app right now because I don't want any minimums on the account. Some places, I don't know exact specifics, but a lot of places have minimums, whether it be five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 just to kind of start with transaction fees. So I'm not moving that much volume. So I started with Robinhood and I know a few people, a few of my friends and uh, people I associate with have been using it over the past couple of years and have really liked it. So I started, I just put 10 bucks in, 11 bucks in, bought some GoPro stock. It's, um, it's been going down for a little bit, but I, I believe in it. I use the products and something I've learned that I'm trying to implement is, is invest in what you believe in. Like, um, I, I think there's a graphic that goes around Instagram all the time. That's like, if you own an Apple product, why don't you own Apple stock? And, um, it's like, don't just be a, don't just be a customer, be an owner. And obviously, I mean, buying a share or two of Apple at whatever it's priced at right now, I think it's, it's hundreds of dollars for a share, but that's kind of the idea. If you believe in it, then uh, you should be part owner of it and you should have a little bit of it. So I'm going to continue to try, um, and invest and save as much as I can. Like I said, 150 a month would be the goal, which would be awesome. And the rest would, that I get from paychecks would just be saved, and spent for upkeep and whatnot. I want to get Adobe Creative Cloud, which is 30 bucks a month. I have Spotify, which is 10 bucks a month. I just built a balance sheet in Excel to kind of keep track of all that. And while all this is happening, looking for jobs in Los Angeles and in Alabama, just to kind of increase that income, increase that savings, because I, I graduated with no debt. Thankfully, I had parents that helped and I had a massive scholarship, which helped pay for my schooling. And so I graduated with no debt. So I know I have a head start on a lot of people. And um, because I know people that worked jobs to pay for their fraternities, to pay for their rent, to pay for their schooling, and they worked their ass off 24-7 and paid paid for all of it. So I respect that so much. I got lucky and got a scholarship from transferring schools and for my high school grades. So that really, really helped out. 
And so I know I'm starting with a head start. So I just want to keep that. I want to keep that head start. I want to keep those savings. And like I said, 10 bucks, it's nothing. It's literally nothing. $10 just to get some skin in the game, just to get the start on investing and just kind of figure it out for myself. And I'm going to do some reading up on it. I've, I've done a, uh, not a lot. I've done some research on it, but now that it's like actual real figures, real money, you can see, and it's, is yours. It feels a lot different. It's like, I, I grew the, the $11 grew to like $11 and four cents. And it was just, it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling knowing that it grew, but obviously there's ups and downs. I think Tesla went up today by like 10.1% or something like that, something wild, which is awesome. So I kind of, I want to, I want to get my feet wet, kind of get in there. I've learned about it a lot of theoretical stuff. I want to now do practical, get my hands dirty and actually work with it. So that's what I started. And Robinhood has this um, like friend sharing um, program where if you, uh, if you get a friend and invite them and they use your code, you get a, you both get a free stock. I got a pharmaceutical company and um, that did decent yesterday. So we'll see. I think, I think it's really cool. I've done a lot. I've done a, a lot of thinking about it for a while and I just kind of wanted to get in there and finally do it starting small. I mean, like I said, 10 bucks is nothing just starting small, trying to get my feet wet. And uh, we're going to learn from there. I'll keep you guys updated on that just kind of as a, as a ticker, as like where it is, where it's going, what my thoughts are. I want to get some, um, some Penn national gaming stock because Barstool was just a large portion of it was just bought by Penn national gaming. And like I said, these are, I'm, I'm trying to invest in products. I use GoPro. I have three GoPros, even though it's been negative for a while, I think it's a decent time to buy. At least that's my thinking. And I only put eight bucks into it. So worst happens I lose eight bucks that's a sandwich so I'm doing Penn National Gaming next I believe that's at 36 as I record this on Wednesday and there's my speaker turning off but I think they're about 36 they were about 24 I think before the announcement so it was a little late to the game I didn't realize it was on Robinhood some apps aren't or some stocks aren't on Robinhood I uh, I want to invest in uh, Dan Blazarian's um, cannabis company and but that's not on Robinhood. I would, I, cause I believe it's more about the, the people behind it than the brand. Like I've done interview, done, watched interviews with the owner of GoPro. I've watched interviews with obviously Dave Portnoy all the time. And they're just, they seem like leaders and so, seem like people that they don't want to fail. And so with them backing it, with them actually putting in the work to make these companies work, I think they will be successful. So I'm going to get some Penn national gaming stock, I believe, cause that's around 36 bucks. If I get a couple shares of that, I would like to get some other bigger stocks, like maybe a couple Apple, a couple Tesla down the road. But like I said, Tesla's and Apple are hundreds of hundred dollars. Amazon's like $2,100 for one share. And uh, I think that's only going up. I think Amazon, Apple, Tesla is a little more volatile, but I think they're, they're all have an upward trajectory. So I'm excited about that. Like I said, we're getting, we're getting everything going. We're getting, we're getting the, it's all about, like I said, the three pillars, health, wealth, love, getting my mind, body, soul, getting all that figured out. And then helping that with wealth, with my finances, with the career I'm trying to create and the path I'm trying to build. And, um, and then love like family, friends, trying to get all those relationships intact and then build that into, into just general happiness and have, have just control of my life. Because I think for a while I just kind of floated by and I had a great time for the most part floated by. And I just want to create, create a future that I'm proud of. And, um, create something that I can look back on and maybe pass down or maybe sell and just create something that I can use and have experiences. I want to travel. I want to do every, I mean, whatever, what everyone else wants to do, I want to do. I want to travel. I want to be able to to race fast cars. I want to do, I want to own a boat. I want all that stuff. And so my biggest thing that I've 
been trying to work on is volume. I'm trying to get everything more and more and more, whether that be vlogs, whether that be podcasting. This may increase from from just Wednesdays to maybe three times a week because I really am enjoying it and I think I can do it. And I think I have a, a setup. I've got this little studio that I've set up. And so I think I can. Um, tweeting, TikTok is growing. So I'm looking into that. I think there's there's a market there from all the people I look up to and respect have been saying that even though it is it is hated on. I think there is a market and you can grow. I think I don't think it's quite to the level of Vine because I don't think Vine had so much um, shit talked about it whenever it first started. It was just kind of accepted as like this cool video creation platform. As, if I remember, I, I think it came out my freshman year of high school. So that TikTok differs from that in a little bit. So I don't think TikTok's the end all be all. I think there's going to be something coming soon that's going to wipe most of these things, not off the map, but kind of derank them as to where they stand in the, the public psyche. I think Instagram's had its time for a while. I think if they don't continue to update, I mean, when was the last time we had a major update on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, these things haven't changed for, for five to seven years now. And I think there will be something that's kind of disrupt the industry. I think TikTok's just the start of it. And I also think YouTube is kind of going in the wrong direction with creators and, and revenue sources and whatnot. And I think they're trying to, trying to do what, what, what these sports leagues were doing, like I talked about earlier, is having too much hand in the creation of it. They instead of making the rules and letting letting the people play, letting the people create, they're they're constantly in there trying to have their hands on it, trying to mold it into things that only they approve of. And I think they're going to lose a lot of client base if they do that, or a lot of creators, I should say, is a better word, if they continue to do that. I know YouTube is not what it used to be. I know creators aren't making the money they used to off that. And that's fine with me. I'm not creating it to make money right now. I'm creating it to build memories and to just kind of find my stamp and hone my craft. So that doesn't really bother me at this point. But I can see why if you're a large creator, why you'd why you'd figure why stick around and put all these this time in if I'm not get, seeing any return on it. And so I think YouTube has, has kind of turned into that. I think there will be steps to fix it. YouTube has been around for, for like 15, 12 years now. So I think... I think they will fix it. I think they have the right mentality, but I don't know. I don't know when it will be. I don't know if something's going to come along and take it down or something's going to kind of put it in its place and show you, hey, we have competition because right now YouTube's kind of standalone. I mean, Instagram, Facebook, they have video platforms or they have they have ways of posting long, long form videos, but it's not great. So I think either competition is going to come by, the market's going to retract a little bit from them. And uh, it's going to hit them hard, and I think they're going to change some stuff. Or if not, it'll die out, and something new will, new will come up, and we'll just have to innovate again. So I look forward to seeing that, but we'll see we'll see where it ends up. All right, so I'm pretty pumped. Uh, we're at 18 minutes and 42 seconds as I'm recording this last section. Did it in two takes. I'm excited about it. I'm getting better at it, and uh, just learning and growing something and doing something new. Is, is exciting and I'm, and I'm really happy about it. It's getting a lot easier. So I decided to kind of bring back the quote of the week like I did last time. And um, I can't remember last week's quote. Oh, it was burn the boats. That's an awesome quote. And uh, this quote, this, this week's quote of the week is the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. And so that for me, I don't know why that's just been playing in my head. Every time I go to the gym really is when it is when it, it starts to kind of bounce around. And I think it's because I've tried for a long time to, to get consistent with the gym and I've had my, my ups and downs as I'm sure a lot of people have. And it's just, yeah, it would have been great to start being on a regimen, being on a diet 
10 years ago and have the perfect body that I have now. But it's like, if that's the past that's gone, you have to be looking forward towards the future to have optimism. Uh, another thing I heard was if you're depressed, you're thinking about the past. If you're anxious, you're, th- you're thinking about the future. But if you're, you're happy when you're thinking about the moment. And so I think that's a, a good, a good rule is, is the past of the past. Yes, it would be great. If you knew everything you knew now, it'd be great for 10 to skip back 10 years and start over and be in 10 years ahead of where you are now. But that's just not the case. So the second best time is right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next month. Don't wait for the beginning of the year. Like we just had it. Don't wait for that. The second best time is right now. Action breeds courage. It's not the other way around. Courage can breed a few actions, but actions as itself breeds courage. As soon as you start acting, make, make motivation be the byproduct. This is the do something principle from um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. The do something principle is let motivation be a byproduct of action, not the other way around. Don't be motivated to go do something. Use motivation whenever you have it. But if you don't, just do something. And as you start doing it, it does. It, it could be anything. Go to the gym. Don't go to the gym to work out. Just go to the gym and figure it out. When you arrive at the gym, walk around. You're, you're going to pick up weights. You're going to hop on the treadmill for a little bit. Go to the gym or just eat something, whether you need to eat more, whether you need to eat less. Eat something that starts you on your journey. If you want to eat more, eat a, start with a meal. That's it. Or just prep the food. Don't even eat it. Prep the food and sit in front of it. If you need to eat a little less, prepare a healthy meal. Don't even eat it. Prepare a healthy meal and just look at it. After the prep time that you just put in, you're not going to sit there and not eat it. Just just make action, breed the courage that you need to continue doing it. And this is something I've been trying to live by is just, just going. It's just wh- whether I'm meditating and I've been trying to start meditating now for 15 minutes a day, which has been a little tougher from 10 minutes. It's quite a, a big leap. I, even if I'm not ready to sit down for 15 minutes, I just hit play on the recording of my meditation. It's not think about it. It's not whatever. It's just hit play. If you want to stop it after 10 seconds, stop it after 10, 10 seconds, but you're not going to, you're going to want to keep going. If you want to go to the gym, walk in the gym and just sit there and stand there. Look around. You're not going to, you're not, if you drove all the way to the gym, when you get there, I promise you, you will do something. You'll go pick up some free weights. You'll go stretch. You'll go for a little jog. You will do something. Just go do it. Once you go do it, let the motivation find you as you're doing something. It's called the do something principle. And that's what I read a few months ago. It's an incredible book. If, if, if you haven't read it yet, I listen to it on audiobook because I'm not a very good reader, not a very fast reader either. Just do something. Let, let motivation be the byproduct of your actions. Just do something. Whether you want to start writing, just start writing. It doesn't have to be anything. Write, write 50,000 different words down. Write one different word down. If you want to draw, just draw something. Draw a square. Draw a circle. It doesn't matter. Once you start doing it, it'll take away. It'll break those bonds. You'll have that inertia to keep going. Objects in motion tends to stay in motion. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest. Once you get that movement, once you get that 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 feeling of something it will i promise you it will lead to changes i've been trying to do it myself every day i don't want to go to the gym because i'm really trying to get in shape for this summer every time i don't want to go to the gym i just go to the gym if i'm like all right i'm not going to work out but i'm going to go to the gym as soon as i'm there all right well if i'm here why not why not do my workout for the day why not why not get on the treadmill for 5 minutes just go do it start drawing start writing start recording, start doing whatever. With this podcast, it's the same way. It is kind of daunting trying to reach a 20-minute mark on a podcast when you're talking to yourself in your room. 
It's just it's just hitting the record button and just letting yourself go. Trust yourself because you're, you're you know more than you think you know, and your body always will know, know more than what you think you know. All right, so thank you guys. That was episode four of the Idols to Rivals podcast. I'm your host Jack Hummel. All my links are in the description down below at Jack Hummel on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And obviously you're watching this podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you could leave a five-star review, it really helps me out. I'm trying to grow this podcast and uh, I'm here for the long haul. This is just the beginning. I'm not here for any, any anything other than just creating and um, helping myself as long as helping whoever's listening. If it, if it has an impact, awesome. And I'm excited about that. And I'm just having a blast doing it. I'm excited. I'm excited about the future and I can't wait to up you guys, update you guys again. So if you haven't already, check out my YouTube channel, Jack Hummel. I posted a video last Friday about darting at Alabama. It was a, it was a great time. We're going to film a lot more down there. So I appreciate it guys. I hope you have a great week, have an awesome time. And like I said, keep updated to see if I start posting more regularly on this podcast. So thank you guys. Have a great week.